0: It's episode 20 of the Improv London podcast, with this week's guest, Liz Peters. This ain't gonna be easy. <laughs> Welcome to episode 20. I had a great time talking to Liz and uh, attending her. She ran the drop-in at the nursery. And uh, on Saturdays it starts at 1 o'clock, which I recommend. And we talk a little bit about that and how she teaches that, taking in the needs of beginners and also of more experienced players. We also talk a lot about embodiment, and uh, we strike some powerful poses. And uh, Liz talks about what she brings to the Maydays and her love of Cannibal the Musical. Oh, and uh, I... uh, I ask, um, Liz, uh, I don't really want to ruin the surprise for you, actually. (laughs) Anyway, uh, this made me laugh lots, and now I'm thinking, now I'm laughing again, just thinking about the things that she said that made me laugh before. (laughs) Anyway, do enjoy. So, uh. Started recording, but we're not going to use this bit, just like to... This is the warm-up, This is the warm-up, yeah, because I want you to get used to the fact that we're having a conversation. Uh, But you might say something amazing now, and I'm like, oh, (laughs) could you just say that again so when we're recording it? That's happened before previously, so... (laughs)
1: Well, the amazing thing is I sliced my finger open on the door. Ouch! That was real blood.
0: uh, Of the nursery...
1: The rusty old nursery door. The rusty old nursery door. Dusty,
0: rusty wound. The uh, (laughs) sacrifices that you make... Uh, for the Improv Gods. That's true. Blood sacrifice. That's uh, that's more than anyone else, let's just say that, has <laughs> made when they've been on this podcast so far. So, uh you're Oh, at. just will just land for a minute. Just land, land for a minute, land. Yes, yes. Land, yeah.
1: Yes. Been, yes.
0: yeah. It's been busy today.
1: Yeah, it's been busy, yeah. Get up early, get up early to come from Brighton, you right.
0: see. So. That's because, Anna account of you living the dream, living in Brighton.
1: That is the dream, yeah. So...
0: Uh, London by sea. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> and you don't have to get the tube anyway.
0: No. Whenever I go to Brighton, I think, "Why? Why don't I live in Brighton? How come I haven't ended up living in Brighton?" There's even an improv scene there. There's even <laughs> stuff I could do there.
1: Before I moved there, um, I've, I was absolutely convinced that it was always sunny in Brighton <laughs> because every time I went down for any reason, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, it's so hot here! Everyone just lives on the beach all the time."
0: <laughs>
1: I can I can testify that actually it's not always sunny in Brighton.
0: <laughs> yes. No. There's a difference between. Uh, visiting a place uh, on holiday and then actually living there. I lived on Jersey for a couple of years, that was nice. Oh, did you? Yes.
1: Uh, so Jersey cows are the brown ones, That's right? That's right, yes. And do they make different milk?
0: Yeah, it's much better. Is it? Much better, especially than Guernsey cows.
1: And there's a rivalry between the, Jersey oh,
0: yeah. Jersey and Guernsey, oh, yeah. isn't there? yeah, 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 yeah. Bonkers. Um...
1: I'd like to imagine they have some kind of football chant each though. Like, <laughs> yeah, um
0: and uh yeah the Guernsey the Guernsey they're not even, you know I don't know I'm not gonna carry on this feud because it's a long time since I lived there and I'm not I'm not a native of either Jersey or well, Guernsey, well I though. had
1: a holiday romance in Guernsey
0: you had a holiday romance when in Guernsey when I was a very
1: very uh, in my very early teens oh yeah
0: tell me about your holiday romance in Guernsey there's
1: <laughs> no, not much to tell because i was in my very early teens so it was really just a, just a little kiss oh. uh, but he was a waiter in a, in a hotel and he and yeah. I think he first started to talk, he told me he was 18 then the next day he was 17 then he was 16 15, 14 I mean I was about 13 or 14 so probably best yes but his age kept decreasing um <laughs> He decided that he, he was in love with me, which was wonderful, because that's a nice feeling. Well, yes. And then he phoned, um, he phoned me after I got home to tell me that he tried to chase me to the airport and crashed his motorbike and broken his leg. Yeah. Is
0: that romantic or is that worrying? <laughs> it's a bit
1: weird, isn't it? Weird. And, and he was, and he would phone me at like midnight or something, and I was, I was like thirteen or fourteen. And there isn't
0: a time difference in Jersey. No, no. it's not like because
1: he was a waiter. I think he would phone me oh, after right, the...
0: after his shift. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he got confused about the timings of when it was when it was midnight in the UK because it's the same in the Channel Islands. We're on the same meridian.
1: Yeah, <laughs> of course I was quite young so my mum was answering the phone and being like tell chico to stop phoning because <laughs> he was portuguese he was a portuguese waiter in guernsey right yes um and with an ever decreasing age and he gave me his bow tie as a token of his love wow yeah i know that's nice isn't it yes
0: <laughs> i mean you know i mean there, are, you know we're we're not 13 anymore but maybe no i, I think no, i don't think i'd appreciate that anymore <laughs> i think the time i'd appreciate that's come and gone you know I'm just much more cynical about that sort of thing now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think it was true love, me and Chico. No.
0: No. Well, it's probably... <laughs> I mean, I hope it... In a way, I hope it wasn't, because, I mean, unless the end of this story is, and then we got married! And now we're married! We me and Chico, <laughs> forever!
1: Yeah. In fact, I haven't really thought about Chico for a very long time, so it's odd that that's the first thing we've talked about. <laughs> right? My weird, like, pubescent holiday romance in we <laughs> a Waiter. That's...
0: I think that's what the listeners are interested in.
1: Guys, I'm all class. <laughs> I really am. I started early. <laughs> Shame on me. You know, the
0: Channel Islands, they're just a romantic place.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but Jersey more so than Guernsey. I mean, I'm worried that I'm going to alienate all my Guernsey listeners.
1: No, we've already agreed that the Guernsey milk is... The, the Jersey milk is the better milk, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so... <laughs> We'll probably start properly in a minute, won't we?
0: <laughs> Liz Peters, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Stuart Moses. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's
1: a pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you. I'm very glad that you're here. Um, which is the nursery? We're in the nursery. Do do the who, what, where? Some people believe that's important early on in the scene.
1: <laughs> Whereas <laughs> I would say the relationship is more important. Yeah, um,
0: you're more of a TJ and Dave kind of uh, perspective.
1: Well, um, I don't like to subscribe to any camp. No. Particularly, because I've learned... Improv from so many different sources, and and I think every improviser just kind of picks picks what works for them, really. Yes. So, um, but I would be mo- I would be more of the 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 T J and Dave, Dave camp than the um the uh, stage slapping dick joke camp. Um, although I've done both of those things, stage slapping and dick jokes. Am I allowed to say
0: that? Yes. yes. Okay.
1: Right. I I I do tend to swear sometimes with excitement that's rather right. than um, aggression.
0: Well that's better. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird if you started swearing at me with in aggression. <laughs> that would I mean, you know, be fine. Be weird. Um Say something else, but it's completely forgotten. Uh, completely forgotten. Um, yes, uh, so. So, yes, we are. The
1: who, what, where? Sorry, yes, who, what, I interrupted yes. that. No, no, it was good. Going it, was off good. Topic. No, no, it was good. No, uh, no. Yes, we're here in the nursery, uh, London Bridge. And um, who? Uh, Stuart Moses and Liz Peters. Yes, that's us. What? Uh, having both of us a cup of tea. Hurrah. Um, delicious.
0: Thank you very much for my tea. Yeah,
1: uh, absolute <laughs> pleasure. I think there's nothing more satisfying than a nice warm brew.
0: Mm, so. Yes, I'm, 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 I'm in that count. Good. <laughs> in I'm in that camp of the improv world, yeah. the, the tea-loving camp of that part of the world.
1: <laughs> the tea-loving camp. England!
0: Um... Yeah, oh yes, yeah, so, so by which I mean England. I <laughs> I, I slightly worry that I'm going to make less sense than usual on this podcast because uh, I've just had the pleasure of attending your class for yeah. three hours um, and you were teaching that class. I was I, indeed. So the ability to... Um, uh, put a coherent sentence together. Unlike that one, <laughs> <laughs> is to be greatly, it's to be greatly um, applauded.
1: Uh, so the so the outcome of that statement, Stuart, is that come to my classes and you, you won't be able to make any sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, what I mean is that you'll be fully taught stuff and you'll have such an intense experience, you'll have nothing left to offer the world afterwards. I think that's the same thing. Uh, it was a good class. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Basically, Stuart is now spent, and, uh, <laughs> and I did that.
0: <laughs> I am a shadow of my former self. Um, yes, uh, it was a fun class. It's always interesting because um, it's... I don't know how it's described, but it, it, it seems to be... Begin. it seems to be is it for beginners or just do beginners come to it
1: it's for everyone yes. uh, it's a drop-in class and it's and it's open to everyone there they're often beginners there and um and that's an interesting uh, thing because i think uh, when you first start learning improv the first time you get on the stage is absolutely terrifying well not even the first time the first y- year, yeah, 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 year yeah you stand up but and i still feel it in workshops of that that feeling of um when I'm in a workshop as, a, as an attendee rather than as a teacher, uh, I still feel that sort of like hot, nervous kind of panic feeling of like, yeah. oh my God, I've got to get up and do my turn. Yeah, yeah. So I, tr- I try to remember how strong that feeling is for people who have never done improv before. Yeah. It's like, I'm about to stand up and make something up in front of all these people that I don't know. Um, it's a very, very scary uh, thing. So the class isn't, isn't for Beginners per se. Uh, This is a Mayday's drop in at the nursery Saturdays. Um, um. But I try, I try to be mindful of beginners who are there because Mm -hmm. I think, I think, yeah, to to get thrown straight into the lion's den is is a frightening thing. And if I was running a beginners course, I would take things in much much easier stages of like, hey, you can't get this wrong, and um, you just have to listen to your partner and uh, accept and build and those real basic stuff that people who have been improvising for a while, um, uh, they know intrinsically, but you it's but trying to find that balance of people who've had experience yes. and people who've had no experience and and allowing them to feel safe enough on stage that, that they can create, that they can discover, rather than feeling paralysed, yes. which I think is a... There's a great fear response of like, <laughs> I am the worst person, I cannot make sentences.
0: <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I try, I try and make people feel, feel comfortable and give them a good time because if it's not fun, yes. then, then what's the point? Yeah.
0: Because
1: just making stuff up, you're not, en- <laughs> if you're not enjoying it. <laughs> There's
0: lots of other stuff you could do. Yeah, go say, and play tennis. You don't have to do or no. something, like, you know.
1: But it's frightening. It's really frightening. I still, I, yeah, like I said, I still get nervous getting up in a workshop situation when I'm a, when I'm a student because, you, you know, it's you your one bit and you panic and you're like, yeah. oh God, I don't want to mess it up. And that, all, those, all that fear and all, all that self-judgment is the stuff that's going to get in your way. Yeah. But it happens anyway, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. No, it's strange how um, your f- f- fear... Is the thing that sabotages you? Um, and uh, I can't form a sentence anymore. <laughs>
1: it gets, in, it totally gets in the way. The fear, the fear gets in the way because the fear blocks you from um, being able to uh, communicate and just be there because your whole body is going, is getting all tense up and, um, um, and it's, it, Uh, you you know you're under stress so your brain doesn't operate very well under stress no it it doesn't it shuts down um and what you're wanting to do on stage is to be as open and and receptive as you possibly can with with whoever you're on stage with and yeah fear totally gets in the way and so I, i i try to help people to not feel fear but fear is also useful yes It it gets you out of your comfort zone and moves you. Yes,
0: yes. And if the person has made it into the class in the first place, that's a major hurdle in Mm -hmm. itself. Yeah. Um, Because so many people may think, oh, I'd like to do that class, but then they don't, or they sign up for it, and then they don't turn up or whatever. Yeah. So um, you get points for turning up is what I'm saying here. Oh,
1: yeah, definitely. Turning up and just getting up on the stage and then not just crying <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I think you should have points for that
1: yes, yes. yeah yeah I remember doing it I, I was um talking about going out of your comfort zone I, I was trying new things because I've been um studying embodiment and how that and how that that is basically how you fit how you how you move and stuff affects the way that you feel and think and so I did a lot of training in that and um Um, and one of the parts of my training was to look at martial arts and things. So I had to go to martial arts classes and I was so scared. Like, I was like, I'm going to walk into this totally brand new environment. And I went to an Aikido class and I was like, I'm so used to walking into environments where you can't do anything wrong. Yes. And Uh, all this kind of like, woo, improv, (laughs) boom, boom, boom.
0: And then suddenly
1: I was walking into a, an Aikido class where there were rules and there was a master and everyone had their Aikido outfits and um, you had to sort of kneel and uh, be very quiet and, and mindful and it was a totally different environment. And I was really scared going into that. But, you know, it's just it's going out of your comfort zone and trying yeah. new things.
0: But they, they were welcoming, they didn't... Uh...
1: Well, we had fights, but then we were supposed to, so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine. It
0: would have been really awkward. In fact, in some ways, that would have been more of an insult if you hadn't had fights, yes. if they uh, had declined. To fight. So how, how, what, how did you fight them?
1: Uh, well, um, uh, with, uh, we did stuff with their staffs, so like um, big metal... Um, metal, they're not metal. That's dangerous. Women, <laughs> wouldn't, I can't remember what they call them. They have an actual name. Um, Bokkens, I believe they were. I'm not sure. Might be wrong.
0: Let's just commit to that. We'll commit
1: to Bokken, but If you're a martial arts expert, I do, think it's Bokken. Do tweet th-
0: at Improv London <laughs> uh, with any corrections. Because as i said before, this podcast isn't about facts. <laughs> it's about strongly stated opinions yeah, that bokken. sound like facts.
1: Aikido fight with bokkens. Um And also um, unarmed, so ha- right. hands and stuff. Uh, and what's fascinating about that, because Aikido uh, is. Um, the idea is that you use your opponent's strength against them. It's not you don't attack. You 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 use their strength to um, to throw them down, basically, or to um, uh, to make your attack. I guess, um, which is a, which is brilliant because it it kind of mirrors improv in the sense that uh, you don't go in there and going here's my thing ah give you my thing. <laughs> it's like here I receive. Your, what you're giving me yeah. and I will use that
0: nice.
1: so it was, a, it was really interesting it was an entirely different environment yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but a lot rooted in a very similar ethic of like be here be present yeah um, have contact contact and connect with your partner and use what they give you rather than throwing what you, whatever you want at them
0: yeah it's yeah. so a
1: very similar kind of uh, ethic really yes. martial arts and improv
0: so I know you're a good improviser, but um, how are you at fighting?
1: Um, amazing. Really cool, um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, um, so I'm talking like I've done loads of Aikido. I
0: haven't. <laughs> I
1: haven't done loads of. I like all. to think
0: there's an Aikido podcast out there where they're mainly talking about improv. <laughs> even though they've only done it a couple of times. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, I've done I've done uh, um, a lot of stage combat because I trained as an actor right. pr- prior to to studying improv. Um, so I did learn armed and unarmed combat in uh, on stage fighting.
0: Does that not make it harder though to learn proper combat?
1: For, um, ooh, I guess probably because you're faking it for yeah. Uh, yeah. So with with stage combat, you're you're never touching, and you're always yeah. You're like a hair pull, for example. You're actually pressing onto somebody's head rather than pulling their hair, and yeah. it's, and the and the victim. That's I'm doing inverted commas yes. with the word victim. Um, is the one that has the intensity and and drives it in stage combat. It's
0: like the strangling. When yeah, you're actually if you're trying to strangle someone else, you're pulling away. And they're, and actually, they're pulling yes. you onto their yeah, neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. So there there is that. That's that's the way you would learn a stage combat. But obviously. Um, Aikido and all the other martial arts I'm an expert in. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I
0: do want my listeners to the podcast to be able to uh, do improv and also fight. Yes. I want you know I want an army of people that can fight only for good, not for evil. Obviously. Oh, definitely. You know, you, definitely. use your powers for good.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we weren't. I wasn't free form fighting in this aikido class. <laughs> I think
0: you just like grabbing things off the
1: shelves, <laughs> oh, God. smashing
0: them over the I head with it. <laughs>
1: Uh, no, they it, it was. It was choreographed. Um, choreographed moves. It was like you know, you'll you'll do this and you'll block like that. In,
0: in which case, the stage combat possibly was helpful. I don't mm.
1: know. The most helpful thing um...
0: was your sheer raw latent aggression. <laughs> <laughs> was your killer instinct? Yeah. And the fact that you gave no quarter and no mercy.
1: Yes, and my sword-like fingers, which I lacerated my opponents with. <laughs>
0: Wow, they really do a keto differently in Brighton. <laughs> Are you sure you weren't street fighting.
1: Actually, now you mention it, it wasn't, it wasn't in a dojo. We <laughs> were just on the street corner of, of like the, where all the hen knights go.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's it's fascinating how because um, the more improv I do, I don't think you ever stop learning how to improvise. I think it's not like ah, oh, I. Been to Second City. Nailed it. Like, it's not... Um, it, it's, it's a lifelong pursuit to keep on learning and keep on pulling from different things, different teachers, different sources. And um, I'm fascinated, the more I go into it, the more things like, oh, for example, martial arts, that they're coming from the same place. It's mm. this place of um, being totally present uh being totally accepting of what is uh and not and not trying to force anything and just being there i mean there's there's so much so much of the stuff that i've studied has brought me to this same belief it's just like we're here we have this moment and and we give and take within this moment Mm -hmm. and if any either one of us gives or takes too much the moment is broken and if, if we can can um um uh, I'm doing some hand gestures for the, for, for the yes. listener, well, which yes. is which is supposed to be give and take.
0: Yes, that's like, that 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 adequately represented give and take. <laughs> you just have to trust me on this one. <laughs> Are we bringing things into balance?
1: Bringing things into balance. Is that what
0: we're talking about, the give and take? Mm.
1: Yeah. So not um, not.
0: But not balance that is static. A kind of a. It's like being on a on a seesaw. I'm do more hand movements <laughs> because I can't actually. Remember what a seesaw is. This is my seesaw handle. It, go-
1: it goes up and down depending yeah. on the weight of, uh, yeah. of who's where. And yeah. what you do. Uh, yes, it's um, you know if anyone if you come into an improv scene and you're like a, a bull in the china shop and being like I'm I'm doing this this is what's happening it's going to fall apart. Likewise, if you come into an improv scene hoping someone else is going to give you all the answers and you stand there just going What's this? What's that? Where am I? <laughs> then it's never going to get started, is it? So. Give and take, yin and yang.
0: Yes. That that sounds... Again,
1: more. going Back to the old martial arts. You can't
0: tell that you live in Brighton, you know, with your uh, <laughs> <laughs> with your yin and your yang and your martial arts. Um...
1: I'm not a martial arts expert. Before I just to... <laughs> <laughs> get any bookings, it's like oh, we get we get Street Fighter Liz on board. <laughs> Come no.
0: for the impro, stay say stay for the street fighting. <laughs> 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 cool. Um, <clears throat> So uh, you mentioned uh, embodiment. Mm. What's embodiment? I've not heard of embodiment before. Okay. Um, what, what kind of drew you to embodiment.
1: embodiment? Although
0: it's got a good name and I can see why it'd be attractive.
1: Because <laughs> you like bodies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> embodiment is basically uh, is how, how you are um, in your body. I think it, nowadays we are so far removed from um, the animals that we naturally are. We, all we are is yeah, animals who have invented computers. Basically, we're well-developed animals, mm-hmm. and um, I think nowadays we get we get very hung up on um, on thinking and our mental capacity uh, that we've almost detached our brain and body, and we think of them as two different things. Mm. So, if, so you are someone. Well, I'll ask you, for example, like when I say your body, mm. what do you what comes to mind? What's the first thing that you think?
0: Arms, legs.
1: So, so a physical.
0: Yeah.
1: Biological, biological stuff. Yes. So, um, yeah. So, there's different ways of looking at the body, like a uh, 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 piece of meat that I can train and make big and muscly. Nature,
0: nature's way of keeping meat fresh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Eat your own arms. <laughs> um, um, or we might think of it as uh, as as, as, a, as a taxi for our brain. It just it's what oh. is the thing that allows us to take our wonderful clever brains from here there and everywhere and I think um, embodiment is just getting a bit more back in touch with the body and and noticing how it is and the responses that it's giving us because we are still animals and we still have uh, responses in our, in the way that we move like we talked earlier about the fear thing about um, that sort of like constriction and tension and um, when you're frightened your whole body tenses up and it, and it tells you it tells you that you are under stress Your brain actually responds to that by, and then goes oh my body is tensing up and, and Freezing and therefore I must be under stress your body's actually Actually giving you the information your brain is translating it Ah,
0: uh-huh, Right
1: um, So we all have different ways of habits of the how we are I'm quite sort of like fast and bang bang dynamic and stuff um, other people might be a little bit more floaty in, in their movement, a little bit slower. And that actually affects the way that you think, and the way that you feel, and the way that you respond to things. So, uh, I would say I'm quite a, quite a fiery person, and that's not just because my brain is fiery, that's because my body is constantly charged. With energy, so I charge around fast, and I bang things down, and I'm and I'm quick, and I'm am slammy, and that actually makes m- me talk that way. Mm. It's not that I um, it, it it makes me respond that way because because uh, my body is doing those things rather than because I have mentally chosen to do that. Right. So if you change the way you move, so if you if you become uh, a little bit more. Um, Looser or freer, for example, with your movements, then you become a little bit more looser or freer with your mind. There's a lot of lovely research on the internet uh, and in the world. Um, (laughs) There's a a really interesting um, uh, thing about embodiment. um, There's a TED Talk by Amy Cuddy, which is worth uh, listening to. Cool.
0: Check out the link in the show notes.
1: Yeah, Uh, she talks about power posing.
0: Power posing. Um, Wow.
1: Uh, so this is this Liz
0: is now demonstrating a power pose power
1: pose is open and wide and uh, dominant yes and it's that so uh that is that victory that position of victory is arms out and like chest forward and like I'm doing it right now yes feel it in my voice yes I'm like dominant my arms are open I feel like a winner yeah uh and you um and you know you watch, If you watch people winning a race, for example, the winning position is arms open, chest out, winner results yeah. and people who, have, who are blind, who have never seen that that's the, that's the position of victory, mm. will naturally do that in their position when they want wow. to be dominant or um, you yeah. see in nature as well, you see uh, you see animals doing it chimps um, and stuff that how they dominate, they make themselves big, they make themselves wide. Uh, it makes them dominant um and, and it makes you feel pumped it makes you it makes your adrenaline go up and whatnot uh, whereas the flip side of that if you make yourself small uh, and you close your close yourself off so you're across um, uh, your, i 'm now crossing my arms in front of my chest i'm now crossing my legs um, closing myself down uh, makes me feel less dominant makes me feel more um, uh, submissive to, to you in this room now um, because I've changed my body to to be a submissive position it's also changing my voice changing yes. my the way that I am feeling and how well I can make a sentence <laughs> <laughs> and so that's so yeah so this um, power posing basically is uh, you can control your state you can yes. control how you feel uh, they did this experiment with Harvard where they got people to do power posing so that's like dominant chest out stuff um, for two minutes before going into a, into some interview and they got uh, a different bunch of people to do the more closed um, yeah, little uh, little positions. Mm. Um, and then they uh, then the experiment was to see how they would be received by the people not knowing what they were been doing before mm. and it just came out tops so of the people who done power posing were just generally better at yeah. delivering delivering stuff, being strong, yes. being powerful. Yes.
0: And it, yeah.
1: yeah. So it's it's a re, it's a, it's proven it's proven stuff, um, but we kind of it's hard for people to buy into because people get shy about their bodies. Mm. People get it's like ah, oh, you know it's it it. I think some people are af- afraid to admit your body can be that powerful mm. that it can that it, it triggers you rather than you trigger it yes and once you realize that it is triggering you and your responses then you have agency over yourself and the way that you feel much more because you I, I can choose now to, no, I mean, I'm noticing my position, my legs are wide open,
0: <laughs> excuse <laughs> me, um, <laughs>
1: but you can, but once you know, that, I mean, that's just a, one element of it, the sort of power posing and submissive um, uh, positioning, there's many other different rhythms and, and states and things that you can explore, but once you start to become aware of what your body's actually doing, you start to really notice how that is driving your behavior and how your behavior is not actually driven by cognitive thought at all yes it's driven by what you're doing and once you know that you then have the agency to um, make different choices about how you want to feel by choosing to stand move walk sit a different way yes and I, I I do a bit of power posing before I go on stage, <laughs> <laughs> or before I go somewhere scary. You know. it's like, okay, right. I gotta I gotta pump up. You know. so
0: it, it
1: works. It works. Yeah. And see, so and and you can do other uh, and there's other parts to it. I mean, it's there's a lot of self awareness, and it takes a it takes a while to sort of click in and, and really notice what you're doing because you don't, most of the time you don't know what you're doing physically. You just mm do it's just this is the body i lumber around with all the time and once you once you start paying a lot of attention to it you're like oh i do that and that's why i'm always angry or, <laughs> i do that and that's why that person always walks all over me because yeah, i yeah, actually uh, allow them to because of the way that i am around them yeah this so it's, it's, it's a, i think it's a fascinating field uh of, of study and there's it it's kind of ancient but also quite new because people are just sort of getting their, getting their heads out of their computers and realising that we've alienated ourselves from our human instincts and so much that actually if you get back in touch with them, we probably won't be as miserable mm. because they're talk, our bodies are telling us so much stuff and we have got to the point where we are ignoring it and we're just going, ah, I'll just, I'll just check I, I, my iTunes
0: Check my iTunes. <laughs> I I there might be another YouTube album that's downloaded without my knowledge. I oh. check my iTunes. <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, Twitter. So yeah, like,
1: so, yeah, like yeah. oh yeah, my uh, my my brain is is the only important thing. It's not at all. Your brain, your brain and body are integrated, and they are heavily reliant on each other. And your body is making um, um, making decisions based on what your body is telling you. So, for example, um, there's not that many feelings that a human being is capable of having we talked a bit about fear so the fear thing for me is like a kind of hot sensation like butterflies in the stomach maybe increased heart rate tingly neck hot face that kind of thing that's my fear that is also what the feelings i have when i'm excited yes yes so your so your body is making these things your brain is interpreting them
0: Right, yeah.
1: So, um, depending on the environment that it thinks that you should be feeling. So, you have a lot of. You, you, have a, you have a minimum amount of responses that your body can do, and how you categorize them is your call,
0: basically. Yes.
1: Fear, fear and excitement physiologically are the same.
0: And that's why, and this was um, uh, some advice Steve Rowe gave me. Everyone in the class. It wasn't, anyway. Um, but you know, it's like if it's easier to translate that fear into excitement. Whereas mm. if someone says "calm down," actually, that's quite hard to do because we're going almost like two directions at once. Um, but if we're just moving from fear to excitement, we're on the same sort of level.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's going back to the same thing we were talking about earlier. That, that it's acceptance. You know, you can't. I can't sit here and go, uh, Stuart. Stop feeling these things you're feeling. I can, I can see... I, uh, I, I can't help,
0: help it. can't help
1: <laughs> you know, can't You you can't um, sit there and go, okay, I I feel scared, therefore, like, I'll just turn that off. Mm. You, you can't really do that. You can reframe it and go, okay, I accept that I have, like, my butterflies and my heat and, and all this sort of thing, and I can choose to reframe it as excitement. Yes. Um, you, you I can't just turn you on and off like a tap. <laughs> um, <laughs> But there are other things that you can do. I mean, there's certainly like that that um, this centering techniques and things that are very very valuable, which is a, a huge amount of self awareness of um, uh, it, it, well, it's hard to explain without being because people can't really see what I'm doing. But um, a lot of the, a lot of our stress and anxiety is kind of caused by a gripping or a tightness. Um, in what would be a sort of centre line of the body, so from your between your eyebrows, mouth, throat, chest, stomach, and etc. Um, and le- and learning a few techniques to just let that tightness and tension release, you can feel so much calmer in situations where you might be like properly freaking out on the inside. It's like mm. actually, I can be aware of it and I can I can have a bit of agency over that. So that's really useful. Yeah, I was trying to use are uh, you my centering techniques last yesterday because oh yeah. I went to um, <laughs> I went to go ape.
0: Um, oh right, Yeah, that which was is a two
1: It was great. where was it? Yeah. Should, it was...
0: should we explain what go ape is go for ape. people that haven't yeah. gone ape, as it were? At... Gone
1: ape. Um, it's basically uh, treetops. Um, so you go, you, you harness yourself up, um, and you um, uh, do various obstacles high up in treetops. And I remembered, as I climbed the first tree, I am actually really scared of pikes. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, my whole body was like, you shouldn't be here, Liz.
0: <laughs> and
1: I was just rigid, like, like, really frightened. So I was using some of my, my centering techniques. I mean, like, you know, I know that I'm mostly safe because I'm wearing a harness. So I just need to take a little bit more agency over the situation here. I still really was scared, but <laughs> <laughs> I did it all, and I like the zip wires,
0: yeah. <laughs> they're
1: fun, it's just when you're walking on like little bits of metal like 30 feet in the air, it's like oh god.
0: Yes, you're, you're stepping out of your comfort zone yeah. and uh, doing it very high up in the air, which is brave.
1: <laughs> it is brave, it is brave, and yeah, but fun, like I found, it was funny actually, like I find myself under stress like in that in that kind of environment in the up in the trees um, I really find it helpful to sing to myself oh right yeah 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 you know so a lot of the times like I'd be like walking across this tightrope and being like on my, like shaking a little bit and being like it's just a lady on a wire in the trees I'm just a lady and it helped me get through it genuinely helped me like get through I was like okay I'm just singing song and I'm sure like, there was like some kids behind me who were like fearless <laughs> and just like they must have been like that woman is nuts like <laughs> clinging to like the bark of trees and singing
0: <laughs>
1: but whatever gets you through hey yeah exactly and I'm still here
0: yes well done <laughs> so yes let's talk about music let's talk about yeah music and comedy and you, sure you do that
1: I do also do musical comedy well, that's
0: clever how do you do that
1: <laughs> uh, so um I play the piano. Uh that's how I make the music. <laughs>
0: um
1: uh, I I've always really really loved making up um, silly songs. I just I do it around the house. I just I just really enjoy it. One of my favorite films of all time is Cannibal the Musical.
0: Right. Have you seen it? I've not seen it, no. Oh
1: my god, it's by by the um guys that did South Park. Right, yes. And uh it is absolutely fantastic film. It's it's really old and yeah. it's uh uh, set in the gold rush, and it's you know South Park humor. It's yes. very, very good, right. and I highly recommend it. And I watched Cannibal the musical, and I was like, This is what I want to do with my life.
0: <laughs> I want to make up stupid songs. they have
1: songs like, The sky is blue and all the leaves are green. My heart is full as a baked potato. Like stupid. <laughs> stupid. Anyway, yeah, stick that. I think more people need to know about Cannibal the yes, musical. Yes, well, it's put ace. that in the
0: show notes. It's yes. Ace. Um, <laughs>
1: I digress because what was he talking about? Yeah. (laughs) So I've always enjoyed making up silly songs. And I started doing um, um, musical comedy at stand up nights probably about three. What year are we in?
0: 2016.
1: (laughs) I think I did it. I think I started doing it in about 2012, 2013 or something. Um, uh, Going to stand up nights, playing playing songs on my piano. very silly songs, often involving death or sex or cheese or something. Right,
0: the three biggies. <laughs> the big ones. Yes, yes.
1: Big ones. And then I did... Uh, I What's did... your
0: favourite type of cheese?
1: Oh, do you know what? Uh, I had a lot of cheese yesterday in a French place and um, it wasn't my favourite kind. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of bad cheese out there. I don't Isn't like the moulded cheese? cheese. You don't like the I don't cheese? Like, no, I don't enough. like it when it's too strong. I love a baked Camembert, though. That's not yeah, yeah. I like cheese when it's... Um, uh when it's uh, when you can dip in it. I right. love uh, a lot of fondue. A fondue yeah. I love yeah, yeah. a fondue. Yeah, mm. fair enough. Mm. There's something
0: magical about when you melt the cheese and then
1: it uh, Yeah. I once got cheese blindness.
0: You got cheese blindness? I'm
1: convinced it was cheese blindness. I've been
0: over cheesed in the past, but I've never had cheese blindness. <laughs> I'm a mere acolyte at your, your cheese gluttony.
1: It was uh, in France, and I was on a uh, good place. Of course, right? if, you're gonna,
0: if you're gonna get cheese blind anywhere, <laughs> do it in France. in France. And of
1: all the nights, it was ridiculous. Really, we, it, I was on a skiing trip with a bunch of people, and we went to, and had fondue in a restaurant at, at the top of a mountain. And um, and yeah, admittedly, we had some wine as well. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was cheese blindness.
0: <laughs> and at the
1: end of the end of the night, we had to we were tobogganing down, so we got given lumps for our heads. And then we had to toboggan back down the mountain after this restaurant. And my <laughs> vision was just like, whoa. <laughs> like, whoa. Of all the times to get this cheese, not wine blindness, definitely cheese <laughs> definitely blindness. Cheese. <laughs> tobogganing down this in this um, forest back home. <laughs> Nobody died. Well, that's good. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Nobody died. We all got home safe.
0: Hooray. Because that would have been really... The podcast would have taken a turn if it you wish. go and then John John suddenly yeah. suddenly went off a cliff and um, yeah we never Yeah, we never
1: saw, we him, never again. saw him again. Shane, he was a great guy. Yeah, well. Really great guy,
0: but too much fondue. Too much
1: fondue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so kids, if you're listening out there don't uh, don't have a fondue and then to bo- and to then to him. down. Yeah, I mean, you know, Liz was lucky but don't follow her example don't. in that particular area. By aspect. the
1: skin of my teeth, i <laughs> that mountain. By the skin of my teeth.
0: So you were doing... Uh, so I was
1: doing stand-up. Yes. Mm. So, uh, Is it
0: harder or easier to do stand-up nights if you're pl- doing a song? Harder. Yeah? I
1: think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I have now... So that that's when I started out, I was doing stand-up nights. And I've now kind of stopped doing them, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because uh, I find them really stressful. Yes. And I don't think... I don't... Think that people really welcome a musical comedian that much? <laughs> <laughs> oh um,
0: we, some
1: people love it, yeah, but some yeah. people are like straight away they see a piano and they're like, I'm gonna hate this. Really? And then a woman walks on, they're gonna, I'm gonna hate her because oh, she's female. And it's yeah. <laughs> a whole different thing.
0: But,
1: um, <laughs> uh, no, so I was, I did, I did it for uh, quite a while. I was doing up nights. Um, I found it quite stressful on two levels, I think. One is um, that you get your sort of five, ten minutes or whatever, and it's like, uh, okay, be funny. <laughs> it's quite, there's, a, there's a sort of a slight aggression yeah. of like, we've paid our money for the funny, <laughs> you better be funny.
0: Um,
1: and I would internalise that uh, a little bit, and it would make me a bit stressed out. Yes. Um, and, and also, doing things on my own you know, the collaboration of being in an improv show yes. that is wonderful. It's like, we'll create this thing, we don't know what it's going to be yes. yet, but I trust you and I, I think you're amazing, so we'll build this thing. It's a very different feeling than, um, I wrote this song in my bedroom and now I'm going to show it to
0: people. Yes. It seemed funny then. It's funny now.
1: Well, hopefully they find it. I did. A sh- I did do um, a solo hour show in two thousand and fourteen, um, and I got nominated uh, an award for that. So wow. that's nice.
0: So you must have been funny. Yeah. Well so done. it must have been. It
1: must have been funny enough. <laughs> that's all we are. Yeah, it's funny enough. Um, which was great. I really enjoyed doing that. Um, but I think um, for me the. I'm way more comfortable in an improv night than in a stand-up night. Yes. Maybe that's just me. I don't. I don't think either is a greater or lesser art form at all. I think they're both very different. Yes. Um, but yeah, I m- musical comedy isn't always well received in a stand-up.
0: Right. night.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, because it's not stand-up. Yes. Because it's a different. I suppose there is that. Yeah. <laughs> that. That's what
0: aspect to it, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: but I do you know? I had some. Had some great. That's really really fun gigs, uh, but it didn't. It doesn't light my fire the way that doing a good improv right. show does. Yes. Because it's you're on your own as well. It's like who do you share that joy with? Yeah. Just Sit and pat yourself on the back and.
0: <laughs> yes. Go away. That's in the best case scenario. Yeah. Um, yeah. You say you, you mentioned improv and uh, you remember the Maydays. I am indeed. Um, so, a good uh, improv team I would suggest is made up of mixed people and everyone um, brings something different to the table. What, do, what does Liz Peters bring to the Maydays? Days? Big jokes! <laughs> <laughs> because no one else is any good at those. No, I'm the only
1: one that's seen one in real life.
0: <laughs> it was
1: Chico from Gertz. I never saw that. I was underage, I didn't see that, we just kissed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that went dark. Sorry, that
1: was great, that was gross. That, that, honestly, genuinely, that, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Um, sorry, when we you talking, yeah, I probably do bring the rude, I think.
0: You bring the rude? I
1: do bring the rude. I like to think there's more to me than that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've famously, like, I my one of, one of my go-tos under stress, as we talk about stress quite a lot today, um, I think people go to their go-tos, and a, a lot of the time, like, I will have a bit of a dirty mind, so uh, I'll be able to come up with quite a dirty bit
0: <laughs> without too much
1: trouble. So, so I guess um, uh, I bring that. I would say a, a, a big uh, character, a lot of energy. I'm very energized, as you might have noticed. Um, I'm quite physical as well. I think I find uh, yeah, those kind of like like. Gut stuff, yeah. Like playing from the heart, from the guts, being yes. all like raw, more visceral. Yeah. Uh, I'd say that's where I f- fit best. Um, as uh, when we get into anything that's kind of word word games and puns and stuff, yes. I do my best. But I can, <laughs> you yeah, know, there's people who are yes. uh, quicker at that than me.
0: Yes.
1: So I'm all I'm the blood guts and. Um, oh
0: God,
1: I don't want to be that. <laughs> but as we've discussed, acceptance yes. is very important.
0: Yes, it's all about, it's all about the, the fluids. Uh, uh, yeah, no, with, with, with puns, it's like, you know, yes, I, uh, I would like, no, you see what I would like, I'd like to be able to do the puns, but then I wouldn't do them. I just, in my head, I'd know, yeah, I've got puns. Yeah, I'm, I've got not, I'm not doing them. I've got them here. I'm not using them, though. I'm back that that. pocket. Yeah, yeah, It's like, you know. Um, yeah, but I think you know. Is it possible? Is it possible? Okay, so I, 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 um, I'm not good at the thinky head pun stuff. Is it possible to get better at that, or should you stick with what you naturally do?
1: Uh, I think it's definitely possible to get better at that. Um, uh, I think if you stick to what, if you only ever play what you naturally play, how are you ever going to improve, mm. really? Um so uh so I always I do push myself to try and um to tr- to try and improvise differently because yes. I want to be the best improviser I can be yes. and you know I have like it's super easy for me to have um visceral emotional responses like that's as easy to me as um scratching my head you know yeah. and some people really really find that difficult mm. um uh so if I just if if I didn't If I just did that all the time, that would be a very, very small pocket of ability. Uh, And I want to be the best I can be. So, yeah, I think you can definitely get better at this kind of thing. It's like uh, rhyming, you know, like some people are like, I can't rhyme. It's like you you can, you just haven't worked that muscle enough.
0: Yes. So Um, it's, it's a learnable skill. Yeah. Actually, yes, I can see that with rhyming more than puns. But then I suppose I've spent more time trying to learn to rhyme than I have to mm.
1: pun. Yeah. Yes. But puns, puns are a workable muscle as well. Like, it's yeah. just that you, if you haven't, just haven't thought about things that way, if you start thinking about things that way, <laughs> trying to punify, then you can...
0: I mean, puns aren't all universally rewarded in everyday life. That's the whole thing. I'm not sure.
1: They get a few groans, don't they? Yeah. A pun. Mm. I don't know. you practice in your own time.
0: Yeah, well yeah, obviously. In the kitchen. In the kitchen. I don't know. It's a groan. As long as you're not only only getting groans. Well
1: so. yeah, if you if you come if you if you're just an improviser that just puns their way through everything, then <laughs> you'll probably get a bit get, people get a bit bored of you pretty quickly, but
0: as indeed if you punned your way through real life. Yes. I think people would get really bored if you really quickly. First couple would probably be all right, but after that it's like yeah. No, no, please don't no more puns.
1: <laughs> But yeah all of it i mean every every aspect of it you know we can improve we can improve our abilities in all areas you know the thing that um um m- took me a few years to even understand what it meant um let alone get any kind of handle on it was game of the scene right um I'd be like i could I watch people doing scenes and then i and then I'd be like, oh God! Like they totally get it, and I can't seem to find this mystical game of the scene. Where's the game of the scene book? I don't know. What the <laughs> game of the scene. And I'd get myself tied up in knots about it and knots. And then I did heaps of workshops with different people, and and uh, and and slowly built that muscle. And it's not my strength. I, I wouldn't say that I was a game gaming improviser, but I could. I saw that that was something that needed nurturing. So you just you you nurture it and. You like anything, that becomes then a practice that you're like, oh, well, cool. I'm getting a little bit better at it.
0: So, and what what is the game of the scene for you? How would you describe that?
1: <laughs> uh, game of the scene is what is the what is the funny, basically. Right. What is the funny? Is that is there a thing here that is funny, and if there is, we keep on keep going with that, and then yes. we take that to some kind of conclusion. Yes. Which is um, one way of playing, and and it's quite a heady way of playing, which is why I find it very. Difficult because, as as discussed, I am all blood and the heart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, So, for some people, it's really easy to think strategically around around a scene. Um, For me, less easy, but still occasionally happens.
0: Yes, well, I find Game of the Scene a difficult way to think about things Um, because, right, if you do something once and it's funny. And then you do it again, and then it's not funny the second time. It's like, well, it was funny the first time, but mm. I've just done it again. Why isn't it funny the second time? Are you
1: are you committing to it as much the second time? Or are you kind of hamming it a little bit? Maybe Who that's knows?
0: it. Maybe, yeah, it could be. Maybe I'm just...
1: And also, it needs, it needs to escalate a little.
0: Maybe I'm not escalating enough. Or maybe I... I don't know, maybe it's because it's that head part of me that's thinking up. You know, that thing that got a laugh, right? I'm gonna do that thing again, and maybe I don't know when I did it the first time, it was more spontaneous. Maybe I haven't escalated, I don't know.
1: Who <laughs> no, You're not talking to the expert on game,
0: <laughs> <honest>
1: <laughs> but I think that I think that what you've hit on there is something really um, that I really subscribe to. Um, it's like, is that judgment that what I struggle with game and strategic play is because you are thinking, and I don't. I don't feel like I do my best work when I'm thinking. No. Because I'm, I'm analysing and judging and doing all these kind of things at the same time as trying to improvise. Yes. It's very schizophrenic. Yes. And how...
0: I don't have that much brain power to be doing no. thinking as well as listening to the other person and trying to be in the moment. Yeah. I just, you know.
1: You can't, you can't fully engage in the scene if you're, if you're judging it and thinking about it at the time. Which is why any, all of this kind of game playing and being like, oh, I think I've spotted the game. Um, (laughs) i I find very difficult because it's like now i'm up in my head and i'm not really responding and i think it gamey scenes are great i respect them i love them i struggle with them yes because it goes against my vibe but um i still give them a bloody good go yeah yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and i think it's um it's very encouraging to think about these things and to think you know these are learnable skills and more you do this the better you will get mm. at it and i think that's uh when i sometimes when you learn things that are obvious sometimes things are only obvious once you've had them pointed out to you mm. so the obvious thing that i had to have pointed out to me is you're watching these people um improvising yes they're amazing and they were probably amazing when they started, but they've also got 10 years experience on you or 20 years experience on you. Mm. And that's why they're so good, is they've been doing it for so long and they've got so much practice mm. and they've just worked on these things. Yeah. So it's not just they came out of the box and they were 20 years good. It's just, you know, they've got 20 years experience yeah, on you. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, I find definitely. that really encouraging way of thinking about things.
1: Yeah. There's, there's, there's no substitute for the experience and, and actually stage time and actually just yes. doing it. Yes. And being in a million scenes and then going, oh, cool.
0: Yeah, and I think the best way to learn uh, how to be on stage is by being on stage, because mm-hmm. I, you know, I love a workshop, I love a drop-in, and they're amazing, but it's, it's actually when you've got the audience in front of you, that's when the circuit is kind of yes. connected. Do you connect a circuit?
1: Yes, you do. It's for a circuit is connected. Brilliant! It's yes.
0: like I know about science or something. Yeah, like science! Yay, Yay, science!
1: Yay! Because we were talking about connections, and um, that's what this the yes. session we just did was, in fact.
0: Yes. Can you explain your um, connection theory? Because I had not heard that before, and I liked it very much.
1: Ah, okay. Well, basically, that uh, that uh, everything is is a, is in a circuit. Um, so if you're uh, improvising with somebody else, which Probably you are. Um, that circuit is going through both of y- you, uh, through both of your bodies, and then making creating a unique circuit uh, that can only happen with the two of you connected together. Um, there's a lot of hand movement happening. <laughs> yes, yeah, some so very good hand movement. <laughs> that you're,
0: uh, you're missing out on, but. Uh, and so the
1: circuit that you and I would create right now um, would would uh, manifest in an entirely different scene than if me and uh, somebody different was here. Um, and that's uh, and that's that. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if I if I break if I break away from this connection I'm having with you, and I go into my own head and start trying to create something in my own head, I'm creating a circuit in my own head, rattling around in my mm. own brain, um, and not then uh, connected to you. It's very it, it's very difficult for us to have a, a good scene mm. because I'm then working on my own own circuit. Hmm. I've explained it way better in class. <laughs> I've talked for about four hours. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, no, I think
0: you do very well. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to uh, adopt a, uh, pa- power a power pose. power, power pose Um Power pose. Because yes, um, and it's interesting. Um, no, you're all right. It's interesting because it you do this and you feel like much more powerful. When mm. I do my introduction to this uh, podcast, I'm going to strike this pose. Yeah. Uh, um, Uh, Yes, so the idea of the circuit um, going from one person to the other and it going in a loop. Now I'm doing hand motions. (laughs) I do not work in an audio format. Um, It's interesting because uh, it sort of uh, connects to deepening a scene rather than widening a scene. Mm. So if you've got uh, this circuit going between the two of you, you're concentrating on that rather than thinking about something that's somewhere else and trying to bring that in,
1: I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there's, uh, there's a definite uh, tendency uh, in particularly very, very new improvisers and all, you know, at all levels, I don't think these, these things go away, but particularly with new improvisers to try and reach for something to almost um, negate what's actually there in front of you, the person that you're improvising with. The only thing you need is the person that you're improvising with. Everything else is something that you're creating from somewhere else. What is interesting is um, is what is the dynamic between you and me today, right now? Mm. How how do we play with that rather than reaching out for some story about yeah. some uh, adventure we went on and we yeah. rode ha- camels or whatever? The camels aren't interesting. Yes, it's me and you that's interesting. Yes, and that and I'm doing a circle with yes, my hands. It's a good circle. I have actually, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah. How do we feel about each other? How do we respond to each other? That's the meat. That's the juice. Yes. Uh, everything else is is trying to escape from being totally present in that circuit.
0: Yes, because you think, hey, that adventure with the camel thing that's exciting. And then we saw the pyramids and that's like, but no, we don't really care. No one cares. No one cares. What is it? No one cares if the bike got fixed. There was something about... No one, no one thinks about that scene of, it, oh, I'm really glad the bicycle <laughs> pump... Whatever. I think I know what place. you
1: mean. I think there's yeah, there's yeah, an analogy. So. Should we just keep going? Should we just keep going? And
0: I'll get to it. Nobody cares about the scene. Nobody cares about the improv scene. And they're really glad that the bicycle puncture got fixed. They care about the relationship between them, Definitely, the,
1: well, definitely. The whatever. Yeah, yeah. And we all you know, people reaching for other stuff and inventing other stuff is a defence mechanism. Look, like, you've broken yourself. You've broken it yourself happens, trying to do it. That once,
0: <laughs> once for uh podcast. You
1: know, we often reach out like, oh, it, this isn't good enough. This is good enough. Yeah. You and me, you and me communicating and actually genuinely responding is good enough. Is enough we don't care to see um we don't care about a thing that a scene that we never saw uh, or a future that we'll never go to <laughs> we're here watching this scene so we want to see this scene basically <laughs> <laughs> for the record stuart is broken <laughs>
0: <laughs> well yes no i i i do i do find that when um you know when i do a, i do a class like i did today um no good afterwards i find it very hard to carry on with anything really and it's like you know um quite often you know there's there's, there's going to the pub and and it's like well like, yeah i'd like to do that in theory because i think these are all lovely people and i'd like to talk to them but i'm just like i'm just broken <laughs> i don't know I'm, i don't know what it i don't know what it is i don't know how to have energy after doing an improv class
1: you gave it all you had, I gave kid. it all I had,
0: you know. It's I can't like,
1: expect anything more I, from you.
0: I can't hold things back. I just <laughs> need to, like, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's more bananas or energy drinks or, I don't know. <laughs>
1: it's power posing, mate. It's, yeah, it's no, power posing. I
0: think, you know, I mean, you can look a little bit awkward doing this in the in the pub, but, you know, I don't know.
1: <laughs> power posing way through life. You'll be all right. Yeah,
0: that's it. Yeah, that's what I need to do. <laughs> cool. Um, right. <laughs> um, so, um, big final question
1: Okay, are we getting married? <laughs>
0: oh thought, my god,
1: how exciting I, I
0: thought the podcast would be the way to ask <laughs> It's just so romantic <laughs> It's just, you know, all this improv is just You've got to admit that I put a lot of effort you have. into It's not just a... like
1: <laughs> You've done podcast after podcast <laughs> yeah. to, to make me believe that yeah. you really wanted it <laughs>
0: I mean, this isn't like the first couple of podcasts I've recorded many, many hours <laughs> uh, uh, and also done many classes beforehand.
1: I appreciate the work you've put in. Well,
0: that's, that's all right. Um, do, do you have to yes and me in the nursery? Because this would be the time to ask, wouldn't it?
1: It would be the time, but as I've <laughs> used my analogy which for any beginner's improv, uh, yes and does not mean you have to say yes to the question, you just have to say oh. yes to the reality.
0: <laughs> so i accept that
1: you're proposing but i refuse your proposal well
0: that's uh that's i mean that's you know to, to be fair it's the most sensible opinion and what happens in the nursery stays in the nursery uh, yeah that's right
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway i've so, yabbered over your big final question other, you did it with so, such drama so i've
0: got another <laughs> okay so that was the big final question uh but i've got another one in reserve um as that one has been uh I've been crushed by that. Um, So, (laughs) (laughs) it's fine. Um, (laughs) So improv, we love improv. Correct. That's not the question. No, no question there. It was the correct answer. Um, So, what would you like to see more of, of in improv in London, Brighton, England, the world? Hmm. Hmm. That's
1: a very interesting question. What would you like to see more of? Um, I'd like to see... um, Oh, I'd like there to be a bit more money in it. Yeah, a little bit more money. Um, um, I'd like to... I'd love it to get a bit more respect as an art form. Mm -hmm. I think uh, people... um, I think a lot of people... Still, view it as some kind of studenty like, oh, this would probably be rubbish. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, just making it up and leaping around. <laughs> um, and
0: that's so, the best case scenario. Right? Yeah. They might be making up and there'll be no leaping around, you know. Just...
1: <laughs> if I'm in it, they'll probably be yeah, looping yeah,
0: yeah. around. <laughs> um,
1: but I, see, I think, yeah, I think a little bit more respect. Um,
0: How do we get more respect?
1: Um, by doing good work, by doing good shows. I mean, there, there is, there is a lot of good improvisers around, and there's a lot of good shows. Um, um, there is. I'll be honest. There's, there's still some shows that I go to that are a bit cringy, that, that, and and I do think you know. Oh gosh, this is a bit awkward watching this. Um, without
0: without identifying. When, when you say it's a bit cringy, yeah. What kind of things are you thinking of?
1: Um, I'm thinking of of of. Uh, things where people are not playing playing it truthfully not being honest in right. on stage yeah. um and they're trying to be gaggy and and um and it feels really forced you know be, really beautiful improv it's really connected yes. and can be funny and yes. and can be um really really moving and but when you when you see people who are just who are just leaping around yeah. and they're not and are not connecting to each other right, yes. then I can find that can be quite like uncomfortable to watch because it's like ugh. so um but there's a there's a loads of really really good really really good stuff um and I think I, I like to see a bit a bit more love thrown at, at, at that so that right. so that we can I mean the, the improv community in the time I've been involved in it has changed dramatically there was ha- there wasn't hardly anything around and now it's like improv here improv there improv everywhere um, I just yeah uh, I want to see good improv good <laughs> I, I want to see good, good improv for, yes um, I mean
0: that's the nature of the imp- the uh, the art form though
1: is the risk yes yeah, risk factor yeah. So definitely.
0: the risk factor makes it more exciting because when you do fly, the the fact that you could crash makes it more exciting. But inevitably, there are going to be times when you're going to crash.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 Of course. Of course. Uh, I'm not saying I want everyone to be like in- incredible and, and stuff. Um, just uh, just uh, uh, listening to each other, which is one of the things that I find um, one of the worst. What what makes a bad show, we're talking about ba- uh, a bad show, uh, is when the people aren't listening to each other yeah. and they're like, oh, I've got a funny idea, I'll just trample over yours with my hilarious idea. Yeah. It's like, well, no, actually, let's co-create this.
0: If you want to do that, not. be a stand-up. Yes. Yes, <laughs> do that.
1: Because uh, there is a place for that. You know? And it's not an in- improv. And that's what... And I think those... There are shows where you see that happen and it is a bit like, oh, God. But, um... So listening to each other, accepting each other, acceptance. There it is again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all right for yourself.
1: <laughs> and 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 committing to that, committing to being there together and doing it, mm. creating it. You know, yeah. Of course, there's going to be some times where it crashes and burns, but you know, if you if you're doing all those things, it should, it should there should be enough juice there.
0: Yeah, and if you if you're watching a group that has that kind of connection then even if it goes... Well, even if, if it goes wrong, it doesn't really go wrong because it's still... You're still watching people who enjoy being with each other yeah. and... I don't know.
1: You're watching people play. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And
1: I think that's part of um, part of the the, the, uh, the fun of watching a show is you're watching people on the edge of their... Uh, flying by the seat yes. of their pants, aren't you? Yes, it's like, yes, oh, yes, I don't yes. know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do the thing... <laughs> And as long as as long as the players are in agreement that they that they are all respecting each other yes. and they're not trying to steamroller each other, they're respecting each other, they're building each other's things, and they're all flying on the same magic carpet. Then <laughs> 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 that's great, you know that that's that's brilliant. It's when people are self-serving yes. I, um, that I think it falls apart. Yes, and uh, it's a collaborative.
0: So we should all try and fly on the same magic carpet. Yeah, we should. Be a beautiful thing.
1: I can show you the world, shining, shimmering, yeah. splendid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, whoops, oh no!
1: Look, he's just spilt something.
0: I think that's how I think much that's I was like, enjoying yay. your song. <laughs>
1: yay! It's all wet. Stuart loved it. Oh, <laughs> shaming myself again.
0: Um, brilliant. Miss Peters, thank you very much for coming on the
1: podcast. Thank you very much, Stuart Moses.
0: <laughs> I made this. That's improv. <laughs> That's improv.